Hi again, everyone. I'm Matt Laughlin. Welcome to the official Devils Pausecast as we continue to be impacted by the COVID-19 virus. We hope you and yours are doing well throughout. And I am pleased to be joined by Catherine Bogart. She's an associate producer and host from our content department. I'm sure many of you are familiar with her work. Catherine, welcome. Thank you so much, Matt. It's great to be here on the PauseCast. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to spending some time with you and very pleased to be welcoming our guest. And he is the president of the New Jersey Devils, Jake Reynolds. Jake, thank you for joining us today. Matt, Catherine, thanks for having me. Looking forward to this. So what, what's life like for you before we get into the devil side of things? Just on a personal side, uh, Jake, what's happening with you at home and how are you and your family getting through all of this? Yeah, absolutely. So it's obviously a crazy time. And before we even jump into that, I, I do want to just give a special shout out. I hope everyone's staying safe, happy, healthy, practicing their social distancing and uh, you know, obviously a special thank you goes out to kind of our healthcare workers, uh, our frontline workers, you know, essential employees who are just kind of tirelessly and, and selflessly working to take care of others during this time. It's, it's pretty incredible and pretty inspiring what we are seeing going on and, and how people are stepping up. But uh, in terms of, of kind of how I'm staying busy with a, a three daughters, a 10-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a four-year-old, it's not difficult. Uh, I will tell you that we, we are certainly staying plenty busy in and around our house. So, you know, whether that is doing the homeschooling thing, which another shout out to the teachers, uh, having experienced uh, homeschooling my, my three girls through the first couple of weeks, uh, the, the amount of appreciation and respect that I have for teachers and what they do every day uh, has gone through the roof. Um, and a shout out to my wife, who uh, I'm pretty convinced is superwoman, having gone through the, the last couple of weeks and uh, and how she has kind of managed our household and, and all uh, has been pretty incredible. But, uh, we, you know, it's for us, and, and we had this conversation as a family early on, like this is about perspective and appreciation um, and a perspective of, of what is going on in the world around us um, and how we can do our part and how we can make the most of the situation and an appreciation for everyone who is out there doing more to help others and an appreciation for, for our health and, and safety. So, uh, taking advantage and, and just making the most of, of the time that we have together. Um, we, we've certainly started some new family traditions, you know, everything from taking walks around the neighborhood to, you know, family show night. My girls are diehards into Survivor and Amazing Race right now. So we are watching those uh, family game nights, family dance parties every day at the, uh, at the end of the day. So when I'm done with work, I go downstairs and, and that kind of signifies us making the transition from work mode to family mode, uh, during the night. Um, you know, we're, we're having some fun though. We're, we're doing dress up dinners, literally Friday nights. Last week we did formal Friday where, uh, the only time I've been out of a sweatshirt, t-shirt and, and basketball shorts or sweats is in a tuxedo, uh, with, with my girls and, uh, we're doing a costume theme tonight. We've got sports theme coming later on this week. So we're doing a, a lot of fun things. And then my wife and I, I do have to say, we, we started what we're calling the quarantine cup. So every night when we, uh, when we put the girls down and we get some time to ourselves, we, we've got some game nights going. So everything from boggle to shut the box to card games. And we've got a nice little trophy and, and a champion will be crowned at the end of quarantine. <laughs> um, and I'm sure you're competitive. So you've got your juices flowing. You want to come away with that championship. There is no doubt. There is no doubt. So, and we've got a trophy made and everything. So this will, this will, there will be a source of pride on the mantle from, from the quarantine cup. 
Who's currently leading in the standings, though? Is it you or your wife? (laughs) It is a great question. It is a tight battle. I have a slight edge as it stands today. So, uh, but coming out of Friday night, you never know. Uh, But we're getting a solid, you know, 20 games in a night, you know, based on on depending on what games we're playing. So uh, there are some some pretty significant swings from a night to night basis. And Matt, we've been asking everyone this. We've asked each other this, but Jake, when you're binge watching TV or movies, what has caught your eye during this quarantine pause? Yeah, so I, we've got our family shows that I mentioned before with, with Survivor and Amazing Race, which, which are awesome. Uh, I have not yet, and Matt, I know you're going to be disappointed in me on this one, but I have not yet binge watched Tiger King. Um, so that is, that is on the list, and, and that is, is coming up. But um, so I've been able to, to kind of rewatch one of my favorite shows is Billions on Showtime. So that is coming back out in May. So I've been binge watching season four, just getting prepped up for, for what is coming uh, on that. But uh, taking advantage of that, we're doing some, some family movie nights as well. So Harry Potter has been on quite a bit in our household. Uh, and then as, as we were talking about before, there's some pretty fun documentaries coming up as well. So uh, this Michael Jordan documentary on the horizon is is one that I, I have my calendar circled for. Can I be honest on the Tiger King thing? I've not yet started it. I'm intrigued by it because people are fascinated, right? Uh, you, you, you tune in for one episode, you go, these are the craziest people I've ever seen in my life. So <laughs> you're just drawn in it like a moth to a light bulb. But I have had a few people saying it is so crazy. It's almost disturbing. Catherine, have you, have you done... I have binged this. Yes, I watched six episodes in six straight hours and then went to bed, (laughs) did my work, and then watched the last episode. And my friends and I from college actually have a weekly Zoom call together. And we're all across the globe, but we all have binge watched Tiger King. And we made it a Tiger King themed Zoom. And we discussed the characters and the plot lines and what we were concerned about and what we liked. To be quite frank with both of you, I don't like a single character. After watching all of the episodes, I don't like a single one of them. But it is so insane just watching this show and learning about a different part of life that I never even knew was a thing. I didn't know that there were big cat zoos and places you could go to see these lions and tigers and all of that. So it is very fascinating. There is a new episode that's coming out because of the hype they actually are releasing one more episode. So you guys holding off isn't a bad thing, so you can get the full immersive experience, but I do recommend it. The recommendation, that's all we needed. Yeah, absolutely. It's on the list, that's for sure. I'll have to get to it sooner rather than later. So Jake, as we want to talk more about what's going on from a devil's perspective, what can you tell those who are listening uh, about what's happening from the NHL? What kind of directives have you received? What kind of conversations have you had with Commissioner Gary Bettman? Yeah, so the, the NHL has been phenomenal kind of throughout this, this entire process. And, and anytime you go through, obviously, a, a challenging situation like we're going through right now, it's, you know, you, you get a chance for, for leaders to really step up. And it's one thing I've been incredibly impressed by with the NHL, how they've handled this, how they've communicated through this. Um, but I've had the opportunity roughly about twice a week to be on a conference call with with Gary and Bill Daly and, and some of the other presidents and, and GMs throughout the league. So um, it's been fascinating just to kind of hear the different types of scenarios and how they're evaluating this and, and how they're looking at this. I'll tell you first and foremost, like the, the number one concern across the, the league in the NHL is the safety of the players and the fans. So it's ensuring that, that obviously we're in a position when we do return to play. 
um, that those are, are kind of the two most important pieces is, is the health and safety there. From there, I would tell you there's, a, there's an incredible amount of optimism and, and hope across the league that, that we will be able to continue this season, um, ensuring that obviously we, we want to make sure the health, safety of everyone involved, uh, as well as just making sure that as we look forward to next season, there's not a significant impact on, on what the future of, of the sport holds. But uh, the NHL, like I, I am extremely confident they are looking at all the different scenarios, all the different possibilities and options, and are going to make the best decision when the time comes for, for us to be able to move forward in the right direction. And we talk about this being so unprecedented. We've never seen anything like this before. How have you and the senior leadership team brought the messages from the NHL to your staff and how have you talked and communicated with them throughout this time? Yeah, so I think first and foremost, it's just the transparency and making sure that, that we are open and actively communicating and we're communicating in, in real time. And the league has been um, tremendous in terms of not only just communicating with us, but also asking for the different best practices that, that we have going on and what, what do our contingency plans look like and, and how are we preparing for those different scenarios and being able to share that information um, across the, the league with our different colleagues, as well as us, us being able to take information from them and, and take some of their best practices in terms of how they're preparing, what they're looking at, how they're evaluating things, and quite frankly, how we're making an impact. And I think that's it's one of the most important things that like we should never lose sight on, particularly around like these types of, of times, unprecedented times. It's just the power of sports in general. And it's the reason I love sports. It's the reason I started working in sports. It's like it's that unique power and ability to really bring people together. And, and sports is kind of that great connector and unifier um, throughout. And, and I look at Prudential Center as kind of that gathering place and that town hall for, for people in our community to be able to come in and celebrate their love and passion for sports, music, and, and entertainment. So, you know, to be able to kind of have that and look forward to that, sports has always been an escape for people and a connector. So, uh, and it's the ability to bring people together and unite them. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the opportunity that we do have to, to be able to safely get back into the Prudential Center and be able to celebrate with, with the black and red members. But um, a lot of our communication with the league and, and with our employees around preparing how we get back to that place and how we are prepared for that. And we give our fans the comfort of walking back into the Prudential Center that they know uh, that it's safe, that it's sanitized, that this is going to be an opportunity to come back and celebrate together. What are you getting? What kind of messages are you getting from the members, our black and red members, but also those who may not be in that group, but are certainly Devils fans and come out more than once or twice a year? Yeah, so I, I think one of the things I, I have been most proud of over the course of, of the last month or so is just the way that we as an organization, the Devils are engaging all of our fans, whether it's our season ticket members, whether it's our corporate partners, or whether it's fans kind of scattered throughout the, the entire globe. Um, the ability that, that we have had to kind of to connect with them, keep them engaged, keep them informed and provide an outlet and an escape for them. Uh, our marketing and content teams have been working around the clock, uh, you two included. Um, but the work that, that we have produced has been absolutely incredible during this time. So for us, that focus has been around providing an escape that engagement and that entertainment. And, and we've done it through some very creative and, and unique ways. 
Well, Catherine, you're a part of that, uh, as you're a member of the content department all the time. Uh, you know, I'm in there, but also on the radio side. So it's a little different. But, you know, what's it like? What's the energy like in your department each day when you come together and say, hey, what can we do tonight? What can we do today? How can we keep in contact with our fan base? Well, thank God for technology that we have now between video calls and texting and all the groups that we have. It's been so great. We're all very eager to get back to hockey, but we all know that we need to put our society's health and care as the number one priority. So we know for us, we miss sports. We miss having that distraction, like Jake said. So for us, the priority has been, what can we do to really provide a nice distraction or provide content that someone would want to see that could cheer them up? We've been having a lot of fun with TikTok. Um, that has definitely been something that we've been working on. But for us, we we're all very close in the content team to begin with. So it's a very eager group of people bouncing ideas off each other all hours of the day. And we just want to make sure that we're supporting people as they have supported us throughout the years. So it has been a really fun time for us to really show our chops and show our creativity. Of course, this is something that I'll remember for the rest of my life. I mean, this is such a unique time to be a part of the sports world, especially as the sports world is on a pause. So it is something that we're all learning through, but it does help when you have the, the backing of the leadership team and you have the backing of the fans and you have the support throughout. And Maddie, don't sell yourself what, short what there. You, you've, been, we've done. you've been involved there. And so yes. <laughs> you, 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 you look at our It's been our a blast, man. I'm telling you, whether and, announcing stimulated games or showing yeah. off my dance moves in our community <laughs> uh, a dance night, um, not sure that that's the highlight, <laughs> but I've gotten good reaction to it. It's been a lot of fun. No, no doubt. Depends on who. On depends on who you ask. Yeah, well, it's, it's, I love. Uh, it, listen, I love the organization. I love the devil. <laughs> so I'm I'm all in. But, but Catherine, I'm wondering what are the things that our content team has come up with that, like you've really said, this is awesome. I'm going to answer from my standpoint, and you may have a different answer. I love the t-shirt toss we had, the virtual t-shirt <laughs> toss during one of our games, our simulated games, where NJ was involved and uh, you know fans then responded with videos of their own. And then we combined it with our sponsor, Calandra. So it, it really was great synergy. But that, that was one of my favorites. How about you? I think overall, just the simulated games was amazing to begin with, just the fact that we were able to put on what felt like a very realistic game, except it was so high scoring and Mackenzie and Corey had hundreds of shots that they were facing a night. Besides that, it felt very realistic. But I think something that I loved was bringing in that black and red member to be a part of the team and sub in for Nico Heischer on the top line center position when Nico was hurt in one of the simulated games. I thought that was really cool because it gave us a different opportunity to highlight someone who's been a big supporter of the Devils and then just bring in a new face on the lineup. And it's always exciting when you hear the rookie stories in the NHL debut. So, you know, a simulated NHL debut was pretty cool too. <laughs> that, that was really cool. Uh, and, and he contributed. He, he was a force on that top line as well. Two so assists, yeah. Kudos, kudos. <laughs> uh, so, so, Jake, you know, you say you talk to other presidents and you're involved with conversations across the NHL landscape about best practices and et cetera. Look, we're all in this together, but I will say that the devils have taken the lead in a lot of things. I think we're pushing out more content than anyone else. That's really part of what we are all about. We shouldn't be surprised, but if you could talk to our listeners a little bit about 
how it is that we are more than just games. We understand that that's what we're here for and that's what drives us. But our, our tentacles are spread out far and wide. There's, there's no question. And, and we hit on it a little bit earlier. And I think one of the, you know, kind of the mantras we've had as an organization is we want to lead from the front. We want to be out there and we want to be leading from the very beginning and from the front and setting a, a standard that, you know, I think a lot of teams can follow suit and we can offer some, some insights and, and some perspective, but it, it can range anything from what we're just talking about, the simulated games and what does that experience look like? And you, know, you talk about the content team and the impact that, that they had on that. This was not just a simulated game, right? This was something that, that they took and they took up three, four, five levels to make it feel as realistic as possible. It may not be Corey saving 98 out of 102 shots like he, he did in that first game, um, but there are a, a lot of elements in terms of treating that like a traditional game. And if you follow along on our social channels, you see that from the pregame lineups to having Arlette singing the national anthem from her house to you calling games um, like to the digital t-shirt tosh to fan appreciation night you look at just the the lengths and the effort that, that this group and, and this organization has gone to provide that outlet uh, one of my favorite things is is some of the notes I received on social of fans sending pictures and videos of their children saying thank you for providing the first sense of normalcy that my child has had in a week or two weeks like that is impactful and that matters and that really, really makes a difference. So whether it's things like that, whether it's some of the other content of, of producing um, and providing access with, you know, our players for these post-game interviews and getting a chance to know them. Like that first Corey interview was, was incredible. He had his kids hanging on his back, you know, he literally just come off a 98 save win. It was huge. But to see that, that personal side of him and him connecting on another level that our fans don't get to see, that's unique. And, and that was something special that got picked up by a, a lot of media outlets. It was unique for our fans and a lot of other teams kind of saw that and picked up on it. Um, to how we're engaging with our staff um, is, is we've had different staff meetings and town halls. Uh, we had our managing partner, Josh Harrison, speaking to all the employees two days ago just about how he views this and like why he is taking so much pride in, in being able to give back and, and help others and, and make the community stronger through his and our organization's efforts. Um, so you start to look at that to the engagement with our, you know, Tom Fitzgerald doing a Q&A last night with you with our, our season ticket members. That all matters. And then best practices in terms of stepping up, we're the first NHL team to come out and say, we want to take care of our part-time employees who are impacted by obviously this this pause and you know they had schedules and they were looking at you know the games and the events that we had on the lineup so for us to come out and say and, and it's a testament to our managing partners josh harris and david blitzer and and our leaders scott o'neill to to say like they're family and we want to take care of them um, and we want to make sure that even though like we are in this pause in this hiatus that that we're extending kind of that, that hand, that helping hand and, and showing them that there is true love. And this is a, a family of, of an organization. So being able to do that and then leading from, from kind of out front in terms of the community engagement efforts, that, that has been a, a critical piece for, for what we wanted to do and the impact that we wanted to be able to have. And that's a perfect segue into what are some of the ways that HBSC as a whole has given back to the community during this COVID-19 pause? 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great question. And, and it's something that our, our managing partners and our leadership team is incredibly passionate about and, and wants to step up during this time. And, and it's been focused in, in a few kind of key areas. One is how do we help families who are in need and how do we help feed families who are in need? And, and we've been able to provide over 160,000 meals to local families um, kind of in and around the New Jersey and Newark market. So that has been incredibly impactful. You start looking at, we started the show off by our frontline workers uh, and the healthcare workers being able to partner with RWJ Barnabas, one of our, our partners here, and they're 35,000 healthcare workers. And in terms of how do we provide support for them, both you know, financially and, and a, a significant donation that was made by our managing partners to supplies and, and providing over 7,000 gloves and 10,000 masks for those frontline workers, like that matters. And then the third piece is in and around kind of learning and, and how do we help the children who may not be in a situation and, and have the resources necessary to be able to continue to learn at an effective level um, given the circumstances. So, you know, being able to step up and, and donate over 11,000 Chromebooks between New Jersey and Philadelphia is, is something that has been really special, but is a testament to this organization, our belief um, that we can make a difference. And the platform that we have as a sports and, and entertainment franchise and organization uh, continue, can continue to, to kind of spread and make a real difference in this world. Jake, when you have your conferences, whether it's with ownership or uh, Scott O'Neill, who is the uh, CEO of HBSE, et cetera, when you look ahead, all right, we know what's happened to now and the things that we have done, as you just mentioned, have been fabulous and have really been impactful uh, using your quote. So what, what do you talk about what lies ahead or do you kind of just take it day to day, week to week and react to what you see, or is there a little bit more of a proactive approach that's being taken as well? Absolutely. And it, it's, it's a combination of both. We, we don't necessarily know what the next two weeks or next month or next three months are, are necessarily going to look like. Uh, but one of the things like we've talked a lot about as an organization is we can be the most prepared organization in the world. And, and that comes down to us investing the time and looking forward and kind of having contingency plans built out for different scenarios. Now, those may change week to week, but if we have a very strong and firm foundation for, okay, here are our values, here's what our purpose is, and here's the impact that we want to be able to have and have that be able to, to kind of serve as a, a foundation, to be able to build off of that, it becomes much easier as times are changing so rapidly right now. And I think that's one of the hardest pieces of, of what everyone is going through is times are changing so rapidly and there's new information coming about on an hourly, a daily, and certainly a, a weekly basis. So how can we continue to be prepared for that? And how can we continue to be out in front of this so that we're you know, not reactive, but to your point, we're proactive and we're ready to help make a difference in real time. This is not a weak lag, but, but we're out there and, and we're partnering with community officials. We're partnering with you know, local government to understand what those needs are and anticipate what potentially could be coming and how can we be a difference maker in, in helping with that. Or you can go, Matt. No, go ahead, Catherine, for sure. <laughs> I think something that HBSC has always been, at least in my experience, is very people-focused and very much supporting and empowering the people in the organization. So I know we've talked about this in town halls and in your weekly meetings, Jake, but how have you and the senior leadership team really empowered the employees of HBSC during this time with content? We've had a lot of work and we've been very lucky in that, but 
for maybe the people who don't have as much work right now, or it's a big drastic shift in their day to day? How have you helped empower them during this time? Absolutely. So I think one is just giving them resources um, and making sure that they have an understanding and, and taking best practices that we're learning from other organizations, that we're learning from other departments within our own organization, and being able to use that and give that to our leaders as, as kind of a resource guide and tool. Um, but the other thing is like, is quite frankly, going and asking for, for feedback and getting an understanding of like, what is working? What are people struggling with? Um, this is not just about work, right? This is about mind, body, and soul. And I, I think this is, you know, as much as, as difficult as this is to see what is going on in the world around us, you know, when we're isolated and, you know, our organization, you have people who are like me, who have young families, you have people who are empty nesters, you have people who live alone and, and that impacts and, and being isolated impacts people differently. So how can we be a support system for our employees is, is kind of first and foremost, what's most important for us. And then two, how can we provide kind of those resources for them to take care of themselves, but also to engage with their colleagues and to, to be able to lead their teams. And, you know, that may be how to deal with certain things. That could be a happy hour that we're, we're hosting amongst our, our colleagues. It could be building out a schedule. Um, I think we, we all need structure in our lives. And when you get put in a situation like this, it certainly flips that upside down. So how can we help provide structure? So for us, a lot of it has been around obviously continuing to to operate this business. And, you know, depending on what department it is, if it's content, it's like, how are we continuing to provide world-class content for our fans to engage with? You know, for our sales team, this is not a time where we're actively out selling right now. So how are we continuing to use this time as an opportunity to help those individuals develop and learn and grow and get better, not just as salespeople, but as professionals and just individuals and, and family members. So building out schedules for them. And then, you know, for me, I, I issued a, a challenge to our, uh, our entire organization last week in terms of, okay, for myself, like, what does a great day look like for me? And, and there were kind of four pieces of this and it's around connect, intellect, develop and exercise. So from a connection standpoint, like if you can do those four things every day, it's going to be an impactful day. And you're going to walk away uh, at the end of the day saying like, okay, like I, I feel productive. I had an impact. Um, so connecting, it's like we run a million miles an hour all day, every day. Like our business does not stop. So sometimes, and it's unfortunate that it may take a, a circumstance like this for us to take a step back and appreciate and realize it. But how do we connect with our loved ones and our friends and our family? that we may not have the opportunity to do so as frequently as we would like. And then from an intellect, like how are we continuing to stay sharp? And how are we continuing to stimulate our minds, whether it's reading a book, reading an article, a podcast, or connecting with, with friends um, and colleagues kind of throughout this industry, uh, to developing. It's like, how do you develop a new skill set or hone a skill set that, that you may not have the time as we are in the middle of an 82-game season uh, to be able to develop? Like, how do you take advantage of that? And then last piece is like, take care of yourself, like exercise, um, you know, get out there, eat healthy, do the right things. It's like, we, we have this gift of time right now. Um, and how do we maximize it? And how do we look at this as an opportunity and really take advantage of it? Well, I know that uh, having worked elsewhere at times through my career and then hearing from family members, there are organizations that talk the talk but don't walk the walk but i know the devils and hbse walk the walk uh, they say they put out as you just did the message but very encouraging and want to see people do those things it it really is uh, an open arms 
embrace. And I guess it'll have to be a virtual embrace anymore, right? I think some of our, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we got, we got to have social distancing, but uh, yeah, there's no question. Uh, I think the message has gone out internally, externally as well as to what we are doing as a company to make uh, us a little better through all of this and help us get through it. So, you know, kudos to everyone involved uh, with the devils because uh, the message certainly resonates. How do you think things are going to change? You know, what, what, what might we see, when we come out of this, because we will at some point. There's no question. And I think it's inevitable. And, and a lot of things that we're focused on right now is how do you continue to, to operate this business in the short term and, and provide the value and the escape uh, and the connection that we're able to do so with our families, but then also having an eye looking towards the long term and, okay, what does a, a relaunch look like here? And we do come out of this pause. It's like, what are we focused on and, and how are we continuing to bring people together? And and as you look across our business, I think first and foremost, it's like, okay, what, what does that process look like when we're walking back into the Prudential Center for the first time? And how are we giving the fans um, the level of comfort and understanding of the increased steps? And I will tell you, it's like, first and foremost, the Prudential Center is it's my favorite building in the world. Like I tell people all the time you walk in, I don't know that there is a cleaner or well, more well-maintained arena than the Prudential Center. But what are we continuing to do to raise that bar and, and elevate that and give our fans that confidence and comfort of walking back in there in terms of understanding just the world-class standards of cleanliness and sanitizing and reinventing kind of what that experience is for our fans when they are walking into that arena. Two, as we've talked about, marketing and content. And, and what does that look like? And, and how does that change coming out of this? Two, kind of the music and entertainment business to how we engage with our season ticket members and what our season ticket member events look like and our sponsorship integration and activation. Like there are so many things that are going to change coming out of this. Uh, I think for us, our focus is on the health and safety and the fan experience. Like those are kind of the two tentpole key pillars for us that we are really continuing to build and reinvent what this is going to look like coming out of this so that anytime you walk into that building, you have a level of, of comfort and ease knowing that it's just a great night out. You're going to go see kind of world-class, high-level entertainment, uh, and you're going to be able to do it, um, you know, obviously with a, an arena full of kind of passionate fans and a community that, that you love. And we've certainly missed during this time. I think that's one thing at least all the fans I've talked to, I've read, and I know for myself, like the appreciation for sport and, and kind of that connectivity is at an all-time high. I think as, as we've walked through different situations in this country before, whether it was 9-11, Sandy, Katrina, those have been somewhat isolated in terms of, of individual markets. It's, it's, it's been impacted and it's been felt throughout the country, but the, the epicenter was kind of in one market. This is across the board. So for us to, to be able to use this and, and take this and bring a, you know, sports as kind of that re-entry and that rallying cry to bring people back together is, is really unique. That's what makes sports so special. Well, that's the perfect note on which to end this podcast. Jake, thanks very much for your insights and your time. I know our listeners thoroughly appreciate it. Maddie, Catherine, appreciate it. You guys are the best. Thank you, Jake. Thank you. And Catherine, it's been a pleasure. Looking forward to when we can all get together at some point. But for now, this is our virtual reality. And uh, yes. to see you, good to spend time with you again. Great to spend time with you. We'll have to have Jake on a virtual happy hour for the content team one of these days. The invite is always there, Jake. <laughs> I'm in. 
Amen. Fair enough. I'm sure he'd be happy to join us. And on that note, we'll wrap up this Devil's Pausecast. Thanks very much to Jake Reynolds, the Devil's President, for joining us, and to my co-host, Catherine Bogart. I'm Matt Lachlan. Thank you, everyone, for your company, and we'll talk to you next time soon.